Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for May 19th, 2019, uh, middle of May, and uh, we're just we're just rolling right along. Yeah, middle of the Easter season. Yes, yes. Sneaking up on Pentecost, which is in June. This will be a uh, much surprise to everybody, but uh, uh, we have uh, a reading from Acts, a reading from Revelation, and a reading from John again. Easter pattern. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's uh, like wearing a bonnet. It's right? the season. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We're coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana, and uh, let's uh, let's let's get going. We've got a we've got a uh, uh, um, this episode of Shortcut to Sunday is brought to you by. It happened again, didn't it? Mother's Day came and you forgot. You meant to get a card in the mail or call, but life got in the way, and well, it's no longer Mother's Day, is it? How can you possibly make it up to the one who brought you into this world? Well, the answer, I think, is simple and may even be right in front of you. A Bible. Get your mother a Bible. Seriously. It's a present that says, I thought of you when I bought this. It implies you and this Bible help get me through the day. It's a well-documented fact that over 5 billion Bibles have been sold, and I know that 100 million were purchased for baptisms, 200 million were obtained to celebrate new births, and the other 4 billion, 700 million were bought by people who forgot Mother's Day. Be sure to highlight passages like Proverbs 23, 22 through 25, which says, let your father and mother be glad, let her who bore you rejoice. Or Ezekiel 16, 44, that in part reads, like mother, like daughter. And don't forget most of chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, since love is patient, love is kind, you know the drill. If you get your mother a Bible, she will be reminded that as forgetful as you are, you still love her. And maybe, just maybe, don't forget her on Mother's Day next year. The other, My other piece of advice is if you have produced children, make little bookmarks with their faces on them and slide those into the Bible and all will be forgiven. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So there you go. You're 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 uh, um, um, repairing your relationship advice uh, from 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 the two of us. Uh, um, who so far I have not wished my mother. A... <laughs> I have the advantage of mine being in another time zone. So there you go. You, you, you have time. I have time. <laughs> well, she would not appreciate it at this moment. Right. Yeah. What time are you we're calling for? <laughs> I haven't had my breakfast yet. What are you doing? Right, right, right. So uh, let's, uh, with, with that, and, and by the way, uh, because we haven't said it on this podcast, happy Mother's Day. It's belated, but actually the day we're recording it, it's very timely. You just don't know it. <laughs> but you do now. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to all of uh, all of you mothers out there. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all of you who have mothers. Um it's pretty much most everyone. I think, I think we've covered so. everyone. Yeah, there might be two people in China. No, even they had a mother. Yep, everyone <laughs> had a mother. Everyone yeah. has a mother. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on into the readings. Mm-hmm. Acts eleven uh, verses one through eighteen. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying. Why do you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. 
As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times, then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us in the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, so, I mean, I get, uh, he's asked the question, why did you go and eat with these men? The implication being they're not, they're not part of us. Right. They're not, they're not a, one of our group. You know, they're not part of your, your, your social culture, set. your social. Yeah. And, uh, I do like how it says, you know, then I, uh, Peter began to explain to them step by step, You're right? just in case they're, you know, um, <laughs> And, uh, but the rest of it kind of like, I don't know if it's because the, the story step-by-step step is long that I lost track of oh, okay. what the overall question was, but, um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, what was his point? And like, I, like, like, I don't, I, I don't, maybe it's because my, my, I, I don't have enough attention span to get all the way there. Maybe it's my fault, but it, I kind of got lost as to like how that answers their question. Well, it, this is a good example of why it's difficult to read the scripture just taste by taste. Mm -hmm. Because if we've been reading straight through our short term memory would have immediately been triggered by the chapter before where this story takes place. Okay. So in Yeah, I remember him staying in Joppa. And in chapter 10, there is this whole vision spelled out even further, mm -hmm. described in great detail, the um, whole impetus of it, of Cornelius the um, centurion. Mm -hmm. And so, what, uh, 50 verses later or less, Luke is presuming the Luke, the author of Acts, mm -hmm. is presuming you'll remember that very detailed, very dramatic, very moving story quite easily, and so we can just hit these high points. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So um, portions of this kind of read almost like a Revelation story, right? And uh, it's supposed to. Yes. Okay. Yeah, as both here and in chapter ten, it's this huge shift in the presumption of the followers of Jesus who were in Jerusalem, that's where Judea, what Jude, the Judea reference is about, mm -hmm. that they can no longer restrict the preaching of the good news simply to Jews mm. or the people of Judea 
that this is going to be an international faith movement. And the way, as it's called in Acts, is going to go well beyond Judea, Jerusalem, well beyond the people who knew or knew people who knew Jesus, and instead is going to spread literally beyond their wildest dreams um, and perhaps fulfilling their wildest fears about how God's going to do things that they are going to be hesitant about signing up for um, because it puts them at risk, mm. puts their lives um, at the, in the hands of the Romans. Do we really think this interaction went this way? Because the, the implication uh, up at the top kind of implies like, um, why, did, why did you spend time with these unclean men? Yeah. And then by the end, they're like, oh, the God has given even to the Gentiles. Like, you know, thank you for your explanation. Right. We're, we're totally cured of that bias. Uh, <laughs> right. Thank all you of for a sudden. Three minutes of your time. Right. Exactly. We're all better now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, I mean, far be it for me to question, you know, right. things that occur in the Bible. But I'm not entirely sure those men were so easily convinced. I'm, and I bet you're right. <laughs> and, and part of... One of the things to remember about the Bible, and this includes the book of Acts, is that, well, especially with the book of Acts and some of the Old Testament books, Hebrew scripture books, they sound like history. Mm -hmm. But anything that is written down is done so that something about God will be revealed. Gotcha. So right. they, they sound like history, but they're actually theology. Right. So, yeah, uh, scenes can get very compressed, interactions um, overly simplified. Mm -hmm. But it's so that we'll get the theological point and, as people have done for centuries, fill in the details in a way that's, that's helpful to making that theology become alive to us today. I like that, yeah. So, you know, this for us today probably is um, an inclusion lesson. Right, right. And that we really do have to welcome in those who we thought were never going to be welcomed in by God mm -hmm. uh, because the earliest followers of Jesus saw were outcasts, saw themselves as outcasts, then became people on the inside by being followers of Jesus, especially after the resurrection. And suddenly they're being told, no, now that you're on the inside, you have to widen your circle even more and include these outsiders that you thought even were beyond the pale, you know, were beyond right. the possibility of redemption. Um, and I think that's the ongoing historic lesson for the church is whenever we think we've expanded our arms to include everyone, there's always been at least one other group that we have forgotten. Right. Yeah. Th this message is for everyone. Yeah, and I, over and I, over. Everyone? Over. Everyone in Fishers? Yes, everyone in Fishers. Everyone in, in the state, though? I mean, surely not you know, outside of Indiana. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Every, every, everyone, everyone, everyone. Well, oh, you mean, but like Christians within that circle. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Everyone. Everyone, everyone. So, yeah, that's, it, it, I mean, how, how bad does that read on our part that, uh, you know, here it is t over 2,000 years later and. Uh, we still need this. We still need this reminder. Yeah, I mean, well, this is still wholly re relevant to us, and that's one of the reasons why the Bible is so important. Right, is right. that not just that it holds these truths that we relearn over and over, but it does help us 
uh, hold ourselves accountable to God mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, yeah, there's that thing about including the uncircumcised that today I know applies to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been so good at that. Right, right. Um, now we can't simply leave it with, well, Jesus never spoke to a Hoosier. And so, Not therefore, sure. Hoosiers cannot be there, Christians. Therefore, you're, you're excluded. Right. <laughs> Should have been born in Galilee. Sorry. 2,000 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, and, 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 and to, uh, to, to clarify uh, one previous statement, I forget where it was that we were doing it. Not, it's not that the, the Bible does not ha- is not chock full of historical standards that, that, I mean, many in many cases there are readings that are like, hey, in this... You know, you know, in this month of this year of the rule of blah, 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 whatever, to, to yeah, establish the, historical context, that well, still like exists. The but. Gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. um, which is the the prelude to the Book of Acts, yeah, has that kind of careful historic placement of right. Jesus' birth. Right. So that's still that's still definitely there. It's just, yeah. Yeah, this isn't, this is not... This is not a, a, a history book. Uh, well, uh, in a modern Western sense. Right, 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 right. Uh, anything else from from this interaction? Um, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, we do get that. You may remember um, that last week there was that mention of the city of Joppa, mm-hmm. and here it is again. Right. Where and so part of what's happening in this case is just referring to what you just said of Luke anchoring this in. A place mm-hmm. to really signify this is this is hugely important. This is right. not just metaphor. You can't spiritualize this. Instead, you have to take it as seriously as the road in front of you right. that guys, including everyone. And it does kind of help anchor. I think, especially for probably for early uh, readers in uh, of these books early on. It helped anchor it in a sense of reality, whereas opposed to like, you know, uh, actually, uh, 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 priests and preachers do this all the time, where they tell kind of a, more of a general story. I was at the grocery store the right. other day, and right. I'm like, you know, like, oh yeah, which one? Like, that's not the point. <laughs> right. you know? But this interaction totally happened. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but but yeah, it does. It breathe that kind of a, a sense of reality like this actually did happen in this city with this person and and um consequently this is crucial right for everyone to pay attention to and to follow right exactly yeah this isn't you know this isn't theoretical a mode. man was you know encountered by other men right. and they asked this question and that man said this yeah yeah it, it's far from metaphor it's far from poetry this one is a Go and do likewise, kind of story. Right. Go go. What what an interesting phrase for <laughs> the book of Acts. Go right. and do likewise. <laughs> so um, even as though it, it is has as its center the the vision mm-hmm. of having to kill and eat unclean animals. Yeah, is this, which is, is this author? This it, you know potentially is this the same author as Revelation? Because it really no. does have that vibe. Yeah, and that and in that way, it's helpful. Um, in, in a way that other books of the Bible really, you know, really don't. Maybe maybe, maybe some we Old just Testament don't notice some Old Testament. Really? I mean, <laughs> like book, like book, book of Daniel. Okay, so okay, low hanging yeah. fruit there. I know. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, we haven't gotten to Daniel in this podcast, so therefore it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> it is out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in some ways, this is the the worst buf- food buffet the mm-hmm. modern person can imagine is get up, chill, and eat. And it's like, can't I build a fire first? Can't I? Right. <laughs> Some spices, please. Right, uh, right, right. A little salad, maybe. But it's, and um, so in that way, it does have metaphor in the midst of the story because we don't think it really matters whether or not Peter got up and ate a gecko. Right. Uh, which is specifically said to be not kosher mm-hmm. in um, the holiness codes in the Hebrew scriptures. So, and that really is the point, right? This was a this was kind of like a vision and a commandment by a, 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 a spiritual authority of, of God in some way, shape, or yeah. form that says, "Hey, so, go and do something that you know is not kosher, right? And not in accordance with your current with everything you've been taught." Yes, and instead, the love of God is breaking out in a way that overwhelms mm-hmm. all of those. Different constructs that at one point served an important purpose, but now are no longer needed. Mm-hmm. And particularly those that are limiting us from reaching the outcast, loving the outcast, are the ones that are, are especially uh, repulsive to God. Mm. So it's, it's trying to play on that almost gut feeling someone has when they see something repulsive, like eating a gecko. Mm-hmm. And saying no, there's nothing that's repulsive to God in terms of humanity, mm. in, in terms of who is a human being. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Human behavior. You know, sure. I'm, I, I'm sure there's parts of Hitler's life that repulse God. <laughs> sure. For instance, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah. You're walking on solid ground. Yeah. I think. Congrats. So. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that's interesting, and this is going to be a bit of a, a tangent. But is foundational is we have to remember that God did intentionally become incarnate in this in the time and place of the Gospels, and so there there had to be something going on in God to say, okay, enough. Mm-hmm. I'm coming down there. I'm going to straighten things out. And so it's not like the people of the time of Jesus were walking around doing God's desires mm-hmm. they had gotten so far off track and things were getting so out of hand by the human race that god felt god had to intervene probably more with the roman empire than mm-hmm. anything happening um within the jewish tradition for instance because uh, we know the atrocities of the romans were huge but anyway it's not like what it's not like what they've been doing was working got yeah yeah it was time for a, a, a whole new way of living which, again, we today resist with all our being because change is scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong there. Uh, in, in case you didn't notice, I didn't get to give the sermon this morning, so I'm just chock full of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, 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 that is interesting. So yeah. I should just cut off and let's move on. <laughs> I, I do like the uh, the imagery of like maybe even like a Sunday morning cartoon uh, panel that just God calling from, uh, you know, Heaven, don't make me come down there. Right. <laughs> and yet we did. And yet. <laughs> As a human race. <laughs> All right. So Revelation. 
Revelation. Uh, chapter 21, verse 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirst I will to the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Um very, very heaven uh, uh, afterlife uh, picture being painted here. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot, of, a lot in here that obviously informs our current uh, uh, concepts of of what heaven's going to be right. like. Right. Um, anything else going on in this? Uh... A couple things. Well, more than a couple, but a couple that immediately um, spring to mind is first of all, this is the closing of the the whole book. Mm -hmm. um, there's this is chapter 21 there's chapter 22 which is relatively short and then it's it's over okay so this is a summary of the revelation this mm -hmm. is a summary of what this uh book's been trying to transmit and one of the other things that is happening here is using the philosophical <coughs> construct of Greek philosophy that mm -hmm. the Romans fully embraced and was certainly uh, becoming part of, of Judaic wisdom as well, of everything you see around you has a spiritual counterpart. Mm. And part of the Greek philosophy was that the spiritual counterpart would be the ideal. So that if there was a city, mm -hmm. then there was in existence somewhere the spiritual ideal of a city and what we see is just a limited revelation mm -hmm. of what a city could be so the book of revelation is i don't know if so much presuming a familiarity with how greek philosophy worked or is just so immersed in it it can't help but use that kind of construct but it certainly gives us this heavenly image, this spiritual image mm -hmm. of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that's important is that around the time Revelation was written down, and maybe be, even before the time the book of Revelation was written down, the city of Jerusalem had been destroyed by the Romans, right. burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. So to know that there was a the spiritual ideal still existed right. was... A revelation. The, the spiritual <laughs> sense of that city ha is not lost. Right. The physical city is gone, but, but the spiritual the chance of it being still, reborn again is still there. There. Well, it doesn't need to be reborn. It still exists. Gotcha. Because only the, the Romans can only destroy the physical city. They can't destroy the the spiritual concept exactly. of the city. And so, since the Book of Revelation was written for Christians being physically killed by the Romans. Mm -hmm. To say that they that even though even a burned down city isn't conquered by Rome, 
is a huge word of comfort to people who see their loved ones being burned down by Rome mm -hmm. in, in torturous ways. So it's this sort of um, ultimate expression to the point of virtual exaggeration mm -hmm. of really people. Nothing that God loves can ever be destroyed. Right. Really, 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 really. Well, and there's a there's a there's a very earthly sense that that uh, uh, um, to this concept that we uh, as modern humans uh, still connect with, and mm -hmm. uh, the the one that I'm thinking of specifically is the concept of home. Yeah. Uh, which um, right now, uh, personally, is is something that uh, my side of the family is is dealing with as I'm moving uh, uh, parents out here to be with me, they're leaving a home of 35 years. Right. And it's a, it's a, it had been a little bit of a battle initially, but, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a discussion of the realization of like that physical home is only home because that's where you are. Yeah. And wherever you are is, is, is home to us the kids mm -hmm. and we don't you know we don't need those you don't need the preservation of, four walls yeah. to be able to go back to that specific spot in order to feel the sense of home the sense mm -hmm. of home is still alive and the sense of family and exactly love and, yeah um so so in in a way that's kind of how i equated that uh that as you were talking about the the spiritual sense of the city is like oh yeah that's kind of like you know our, it is. how how we how yeah. we uh, feel about that because there's obviously a physical space and in in many instances uh, it does change over time uh, for, mm -hmm. for, for lots of us. And so, uh, and then we go off and we make our own home. Yeah. And, and uh, but that concept isn't destroyed. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a wonderful application of this passage. And I know for various friends uh, that I've had through the years that moved frequently, they're in the military or something sure. like that, or the Episcopal priesthood, we tend to move quite a bit. Um, uh couple that I went to seminary with, the, the husband was the student in this case, everywhere they went, they dug up a little dirt and put it in this glass jar, would shake it up, and then pour some of the dirt out mm -hmm. and, as they moved in. Mm -hmm. And then that blended all the dirts of all the places they had been. Huh. And the sprinkling of that blended soil was a, a ritual they did with their children to signify this is our home now. Right. And then when they left, they would put a little more dirt in from where they left to hmm. be ready for the ceremony wherever they were moving to. Interesting. Yeah. Was, I like that. That's good. That's pretty cool. It was, yeah. And I've been I've always forgotten to do it whenever I moved. <laughs> and then think about it like as I'm unpacking boxes, oh yeah, they had that I meant to ritual. do that. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um yeah, that's that's um that's a very the very interesting aspect of revelation and it really uh like like we've kind of alluded to or discussed mm -hmm. uh over the course of the past couple of weeks really is more the point of revelation not so much like a foretelling of right. what's End going of to time. happen no it's more of a discussion of you know what has happened now is not the end mm -hmm. don't despair god is bigger than the things that you've experienced. No matter how overwhelming those things right. seem to be, God is bigger. Yep. Right. That's a very good way to put it. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so then uh, moving on to John. Yeah. John 13. Uh, relatively short one here. Uh, verses 31 through 35. 
When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am only I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love... Just... Sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> that you love one another. Full stop. <laughs> just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have, lo have love for one another. Um, so that uh, uh, this is... This is Kind of where one of the songs uh, uh, that I grew up with uh, comes from. They'll know where Christians buy our love, yeah. um, and um, uh, also one of the the uh, a famous line um, uh, from the Bible that has always stuck with me. I think because of the movie Hunt for Red October. Actually, if I th think of it correctly, uh, where I'm going, going, you cannot follow. Yes. <laughs> um, so a lot packed in here, but um, but really, this is uh, this is. This is the love chapter outside of First Corinthians. Uh, um, this mm -hmm. is uh, uh, this is the this is the commandment that kind of overrides and supersedes all others, uh, even even to the point I think uh, beyond uh, the Book of Acts, which we read earlier here, uh, which is kind of like go and spread this message forward. The overarching commandment then is love one another, mm -hmm. and if you do that all these other commandments fall into place. You really don't have right. to worry about, you know, oh, you know, the, we have this rule that says this and this rule mm -hmm. that says this. And on the, you know, on Sabbath, you do this. And like, you know, the, if you do this one thing, <laughs> right, just this one thing, um, you will have accomplished everything that I have set forth for you and everything that I've asked you to do. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's seemingly... Um, strange that it the, the the commandment could be such a short and simple one and yet so very hard to actually live out right that's why there's so many more pages to the bible <laughs> <laughs> right right and i mean it it's not like we don't understand it mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not like uh well, you know, now when you say love one another what exactly right <laughs> What are the parameters on this? Like, where you know, how do you bookend this uh, this concept yeah, for me? Tell me a little more. What are the boundaries? Oh, right, exactly. Place on this? None. No, no. What are the boundaries? Yes, yes, I need a little. <laughs> so, it 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 does strike me, sadly, as 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 a very interesting to to make that you know to see this realization of like this is everything that you know the books of the different gospels and quite mm -hmm, frankly the, right? the, the the books that come after the gospels they're all still built in this single foundational yeah. commandment and and yet we have such a hard time with it i mean it's is it just because as as human beings is there something that that is wired inside of us that can't quite fully come into come to terms with this or well uh, you know that's the the question for the centuries mm -hmm. and all sorts of philosophers and theologians and Poets and anyone who has sat under an apple tree for more than 10 minutes begins to wonder this. Mm -hmm. And there, there is no answer. Um, the simple construct that we, <clears throat> we give as Christians is to remember that we are selfish beings and therefore need God to pull ourselves out of our own selfishness. Mm -hmm. 
that, and there people have explained that from various directions, that if we look at how the natural world works, everyone, all creatures seem to be in survival mode. Right. Gross exaggeration, but sure, that's, sure. That's what, just to make the point, that's an underlying theme, and yeah, and so in the world, <laughs> what the what Christianity does, and, and many other religions, is pull us out of that survival mode mm-hmm. to something higher, better, and more generous. So it's something that each individual fails at, each society fails at, each religion fails at. Whatever grouping you want to name, people again and again fail at it. One of the interesting things living in Indiana that I didn't know as a someone who's a native California is how many utopian communities failed within the state boundaries of Indiana. Mm, the, mm-hmm. the town of New Harmony had a couple different ones mm-hmm. that failed. And they were good-hearted attempts to withdraw from secular society that was so selfish and... Each of these uh, communities, and not just the ones in New Harmony, but other places around the state, had a good run for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. and then it started to break down. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it was the original visionaries died. Sometimes it was just they found it was too hard to counter human nature and to try to live in a way that uh, was so different from Mm -hmm. the rest of society uh, that they did fail, not because it was so different, but because they were human beings. Yeah. And trying to elevate oneself above other humans is the first step of the ego taking over and what who we need to have take over is God. And yet it's still that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's to pull in another um more modern equivalent than New Harmony, Indiana, is most of the um, online social networks were started with great high ideals. Yeah, yeah. And what they did not take into account was how selfish and destructive human beings can be just for the enjoyment of that one individual to be selfish and destructive. And they, they didn't put in the brakes yeah. against that kind of behavior. There was a study that I forget, or an experiment, that I forget which big computer conglomerate did. I want to say it was Microsoft, with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That they, they allowed, where they programmed the artificial intelligence to go onto the internet and learn everything it could, and then start creating basically what we now call its own um, social media posts. Mm-hmm. Though that terminology wasn't around then. And what they found was this thing started to produce... Horrid, horrid statements, mm. racist, sexist, pornographic. It was just horrible. And that was the first time that a lot of those computer programmers realized how terrible the Internet had become. Right. That so much of the content was so, to put it lightly, so negative. Right. So. Still a reflection of ourselves, though. Yeah, so it's, it's really it's, more of a, it's not so much a realization of what the internet is. It's really more a realization of who we are as people. Exactly. Especially when we're not fettered. Yep. <laughs> and so the. And we think no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, we think no one's watching. And so the scriptures again and again basically tell us, yeah, you're being watched. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Behave better, doggone it. Um, because 
left to your own devices, you're going to start messing up sometimes sooner, sometimes later. Yeah. Uh, and one of the interesting things is that Jesus starts, this verse for this coming Sunday starts with the lines, when he had gone out, mm -hmm. that refers to Judas. Hmm. And so as Judas goes out on his way to betray Jesus, Jesus starts talking about love. Interesting. And that that's no accident. That's that's a that, good that's, contextual. Yeah. That the the author of the of the Gospel of John wanted to really drive home that when Jesus was entering the worst possible moments, the human race doing its very worst to Jesus, he was still able to talk about love. Hmm. And that it was going to be in the midst of that betrayal that the power of God's love was going to be revealed. That, as it says here, um, God has been glorified. Mm -hmm. So it's it's one of those things where, in case we ever attempted to say, yeah, well, Jesus had it easy, that's why he could say these things. There's this construct, literary construct, that say, no, that's not really how right. it was. Right. Very true. Well, I think that... That about covers I probably it. have covered all the time and then so <laughs> hey that's all right that's what it's here for so uh, yeah. uh and and the, the good news is uh since you were talking about uh, uh you know social media uh, um issues uh I know for a fact uh, uh Zuckerberg listens to this <laughs> so I'm sure we'll see he some some breaks uh, get put into uh, some some online programming uh right. which we won't name by name but I guess I kind of have in a way. <laughs> I was going to say, there's... Look for that soon in the future. I was going to say... <laughs> Thanks, Mark. We appreciate look, it in look, advance. Look for Ben's car to be disabled. <laughs> and no computer chip work in All his right, life. Right, for sure. Oh, well, anyways, I, I really appreciate you guys joining us uh, today. Uh, this was your podcast for May 19th, uh, 2019. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you guys uh, either on at 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock as, as, or when our services are. Get the, the in-person experience That's of what right. the scriptures are about. That's right. And if you ever have any questions, you're still always more than welcome to send them to shortcut at hfec.org. And uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you next time. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.